When old school games became new school games is when I quit gaming. <laughs> I was standing Mario in front. Mario Kart. I played Mario Kart. You no, know, I was standing in front of, as a very, very young boy, a Asteroids console, which was probably the first one in town. Uh, yeah. You're that guy. Hello, friends, and welcome to the dinner table. My name, of course, is Aislinn Campbell, and with me every week at the dinner table is... It's me, Joe Hilliard. Hi. Hello, love. Okay. One thing that's been happening at the beginning of every podcast for a while, because it just started happening, and then I kind of got stuck on it, and I don't want it to happen anymore, Uh so as we roll into the new season... Yes, I hate it. I hate it when I yell. Why do I do it? You started doing it, and then you just did it. And, <laughs> and it just stuck. But we never had a conversation about it. But I want to enthusiastically <laughs> agree with you. But I have a suggestion. Okay. I think you should do it until the end of season <laughs> no, two. Okay, maybe. Because we'll I've been see. thinking about season three a lot. Yeah. We are episode 2.49. There are 52 weeks in a year, so episode 2.52 is our season finale. Yes. You remember that we changed the intro music mm-hmm. from season one to season two. Yes. Yeah. But I, I want something. I'm going to give you a sneak preview. Okay. In front of me at the dinner table are three sheets of paper. Uh-huh. And it is an editing nightmare to keep the presence of these pieces of paper off of the show. Uh-huh. I do, when we talk about a recipe, pick up a piece of paper. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to do that from now on. Uh-huh. And I'm going to feel comfortable with this decision. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> and to make your life a little bit easier, because across the world right now, yeah. everybody's a little on edge. So maybe... Minutes before we started recording, my mom called to say that the place that she lives is going back down to complete lockout of outside visitors. I'm on edge about this. Are you? It changes my responsibilities does it though historically yes no she can leave she can leave okay good she can leave everyone's on edge everyone's on edge Mm -hmm. exactly and people are not feeling well that's the truth in my office we have allergies and we have and all of these things were a part of normal like everyone kind of always didn't feel that good but now we're all aware of it and we're also going through this shift again and for those of you that follow along with the Lionsgate 8-8 portal with the new moon and all the, the, the stars in alignment and all of those things, there's like a time, there's like a shift, there's like something that's actually coming. And so we can all feel this pressure. You you said on edge. It feels like, and I don't want you to lose your thought, but... No, this is good. Because uh, my daughter just flew home from her long summer in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And... We're having conversations, the community is having conversations about kids going back to school, and this is a huge deja vu in many ways. I I call it a cosmic echo. Right. And and you also have like a battle over what's right. Yeah. A big battle. Yeah. And it's like 50-50, literally. Sure. When you look at the statistical numbers. It's America, man. That's how we like to vote. We're falling in the 50-50. It's almost as if there's always two ends Uh of the spectrum, and Uh the narrative is like the farthest away, and we don't talk about any middle ground. But anyway. Uh Yeah. I digress. (laughs) We have been through exactly this. With a year and a half's worth of quote unquote education on the right. subject. Yep. We so, tiptoed in, we got right. some bad, bread So crumbs. now it's all super fueled by not only 
oh my God, we're going into the great unknown. But, oh, here comes again this thing that we've gone through. And now we've begun to understand that there's absolutely something. With all my informed opinion about There's it. something bigger going on. You can't deny there's something there's a shift. bigger it going on. It feels like a big shift. We're on the edge of it or it's occurring. The timing is interesting because everything is so much right now. We're all so on edge. There's so much energy in the world going on right mm-hmm. now. There's so much change happening. There's so much fear that... One of the things that I think that is most important about us moving through this time is that we have to take a breath. We have to breathe when we feel really on edge. We need to take a breath. We weren't put on this earth, no matter your belief system, to live in a state of that kind of anxiety when we have felt otherwise and that feels better. This is a a self-care moment, okay? And there is absolutely nothing wrong with going inside a little bit. It's okay. It's okay to go inside. It's hot outside. Take a break and turn off the news. <laughs> yeah. Turn off the news. After the election. Take a break. After the election, I made Breathe. a purposeful decision to stop all of that. I do still read headlines, but I will not click on anything. And then when I do click on anything, I call that an activation or a trigger. Yeah. How did they get me? I love that, that you've said that. How did they get me? How, How, like, and it's, it's, it's not designed even from a for victim you to click thought, the thing. But well, like, when we first got on it? Facebook, it was to scroll through the photos. Right. That's why Instagram is so successful. Uh-huh. It's what Facebook was once upon a time. And even it's getting a little messed up. Well, they're connected now. Sure. But if you use it right, it still works well. I don't mind seeing the headlines. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't blocked people the way that i think you have i unfollow yeah i haven't done much of that yeah just a couple oh i I craft my algorithms big time you do yeah and i don't it's my game i can play it however i want to i'm so ready to move me too we have a date now can we tell them the date let's not why not because maybe season three (laughs) we have a date yeah there's something coming soon (laughs) listen again and tell your friends One of the reasons why this I'm ready so to move. Much fun. Listen, one of the reasons why I'm ready to move is because we are leaving all of our trash behind. Yes, we are. And we are moving oh. into pristine, yes. virgin. What am I trying to say? That's... Well, I'm still taking all my spiders and all my seeds. Sure. And all my plants. Yes. <laughs> one of the things that I'm really looking forward to leaving behind, because sitting in our pantry over there is a full set of cookware with lids mm-hmm. to put like a leftover casserole in to put into the oven. Yes. Glass. Yes. And I wasn't kidding around a few weeks ago when I said that this community that we have built, mm-hmm. Jayhack Island, mm-hmm. cannot keep a lid with a base of anything. Because <laughs> as I'm going through the pantry to throw <laughs> garbage away. It's because the Hilliards break things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be chased down every single one of your rabbit holes. We've got to stay <laughs> on track. I'm trying to cut the editing down. <laughs> the lack of the proper tools in my kitchen. This is a sick, sick revelation. But the failure of assembly of the proper tools in my kitchen caused me to watch the skin of my wrist oh. get melted away yeah. by burning casserole juice. <laughs> Good tools are important. Yes. And then I, you're about yeah. to give a presentation, oh, yeah. which is not on our script, but you did help me, Yeah, this piece of paper, <laughs> that you asked me to help you put the PowerPoint together. Yeah. And you said in there, add this. 
Yeah. Tools are important. Tools are we in, worth... We invest in tools. Invest in tools. Exactly. Unanswered questions. You said last week that I wanted to talk about Myers-Briggs this week. Yeah. I do. Uh, that Myers-Briggs test that you sent me, which is on our Facebook page and stuff. Yeah, because I've been... You go take the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I've been going after all of these, like, I want to call them blueprints about myself, the natal charts for the, like, the day that I was born, where I was born, the time that I was born, and just the way I would answer questions, like the answers on the Myers-Briggs or whatever, right? I want to understand what my self blueprint is so that I can get a better understanding of how I self integrates or moves with the rest of the whole. Yeah. So I sent this one to you. I've been sending them to you going, you have. do this thing. Let's compare these things. Yeah. Tell me what your answer to this question was. Right. Yeah, right. So Myers-Briggs came back into our life. For my money, the best part of last week's podcast was the question of the week where we did a Myers-Briggs question. Mm-hmm. It was the best conversation yeah, in the fine. whole episode. It's been getting some good conversations going in our household. Sure. So I suggest we start doing a Myers-Briggs question for question of the week at the end of each episode. I think we could do that for a while. I think some of these other things we're taking, we could do some of those yeah, questions yeah. too, because they'd be kind of fun and interesting also. Coming soon on season three. <laughs> we're about to elevate. So the Myers-Briggs test, I took it 20 years ago. Yeah, I did it at a, I don't know, like church conference. Yeah, yeah, probably a team exactly. building thing. And, right. Mm-hmm. And the notion is that there are four categories and you are on the spectrum mm-hmm. on each of the four. Mm-hmm. But most likely you tilt to one side. Mm-hmm. So are you an introvert or an extrovert? Right. Okay, so... Sensing or intuition? Okay, but well, hold on. You mentioned on a spectrum yes, of E to I. Right. Extrovert to introvert. On a spectrum. In some cases, it's probably a hard left or hard right on the spectrum. But more often than not... Exactly. There's more central leanings, especially in certain areas where you're... So I think that that's an important part of the whole conversation in itself too. I, however, found it fascinating that you were telling me that you feel like you used to maybe not answer authentically or answer like what you wanted to be. You're putting a definition on a sentence I didn't say. (laughs) Okay. So you may be right. But what I said was... You branded me as a, a stronger than not extrovert. Yes. Well, I know it seems like when I am answering these questions this go round because I haven't taken it in ten years or whatever. Uh huh. I I feel I I know what the question's getting at. Uh-huh. I feel, but then last week's question of the week, me falling apart. I don't even know what the honest answer is, and I said that maybe in the past I had sculpted my answer to get to the E that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Because I put value in. Extrovert. Being an extrovert. Right. Yeah. Now that yeah. probably helps make me a little bit of an extrovert. I find that to be very fascinating. But like I, ha- I have zero. But I get it. I, I have get zero it. stage fright. You know? Right. Right. But that doesn't yeah. mean that you're an extrovert. Right. That means exactly. you're a public speaker. Exactly. Exactly. Or that you were in theater. Yeah. And got over that. What, you know? Okay. So, uh, so. So maybe I'm more introverted when I'm honest with myself. Okay. So the reason I bring up and these the questions may get to the it, bottom of it. The reason I bring up the spectrums part of it is because our stuff came out exactly the same. E in oh, yeah, spoiler alert. No, no, this is a, this is important. Okay. I think that it needs to go this way. E N F P is what we both got. 
Okay, okay, so extrovert. So then what that, then, yes, hmm. hold on. Then what that, I'm then we'll, we'll dig there. We'll dig I... there. We'll dig there. I'm but in a hurry. Then what. <laughs> Why? Why am I in a hurry? So what we get to do, and we've got a podcast to do it on, is that because we're both getting ENFP. Right. We can break down ENFP even deeper. Because you and I are not the same. And as, as we start to learn some of these other, like, you're a Cancer and I'm a Sagittarius, but you're also a da-da-da and a da-da-da, we, we find all of these other blueprints that make up who we are. We can compare those things and go, well, yes, you, you may be an extrovert, but you're really extroverted. But you need to look at that part of your test. Where do you uh, lean the, 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 the hardest? There was a metrics hardest? page, and I didn't see it. Yes, you need to so look I at the metrics page. Print it out and bring it to this fun. Exactly. Okay. So tell us what the different ones are. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so it's introvert or extrovert. Okay. Sensing or intuition. Uh-huh. Thinking or feeling. Uh-huh. It's boiled down to head or heart. Do you make head decisions or heart decisions? Okay. Judging or perceiving. Judging or perceiving. And that's the hardest one for me to understand, that, that one. Judging, the judging or, perceiving? or perceiving. And we okay, but... cannot go into it now. We can't. Oh. You want to real bad. Let's bring it back to unanswered questions some more. One year ago today. Time What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So this is episode 2.49, as I said. In episode 1.49, mm-hmm. a year ago today. I love the little like stinger that you made for this segment of the I show. I fear that it will get old to people that listen every week. It's my favorite thing. We always laugh when we listen to it. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> okay, so we had the chicken spaghetti for the first time on the show. Yes. That you recently mm. called... In question One of my of childhood the week. favorites. No, no, no. The dish you most closely associated with childhood. And my mom. I like that it came up coincidentally because we can now say that you can get that recipe in episode 1.49. You can. But then also a year ago, we talked, I think for the first time, about how we like to drop in for a snack, as we call it. Oh. And we had escargot. Interesting. Man, we are so seasonal. <laughs> and a week, this past week, we stopped in at that same place and had escargot without realizing we that we did that exactly a year ago. And we've been having a lot of conversations about snacking and wanting to change maybe some of our snacking habits as it relates to economics, as it relates to being out in crowded places. Do we want to? Do we not want to? As it relates to me mentioning last week that maybe I want to back off on some of the toxic levels of alcohol and sugar that I um, partake in. That might have been popped as a pimple with that sugar fast that I did. Uh, Yeah, that and my mom has been making some choices about... um, Same things. Yeah, some things like that too. It's in the ether. You know, going back to the world's on edge, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all connected. Oh, totally. It's all wellness. Totally. Mind, body, spirit. It's all of it. And, And if you're not... Tapping on some of these activations that are coming up, then you're probably irritated as f- right now. There was a meme <laughs> that came out to death. There was a meme that came out at the height of the pandemic. You know, it said you're going to leave the COVID a hunk, a chunk, or a drunk. Mm. And ha, that's hilarious. Hilarious. And now that we had that stage where we're coming out of COVID and the movie theaters are opening, and hey, everybody, let's do it. <laughs> 
people came out and back they were either back, a hunk. They went back to normal and normal doesn't exist anymore. Right. I said that. Right. They came out either a hunk, a chunk, or a drunk. And I believe that some of this on edge that's going around everywhere, the meme it's comes true. It. And now it's time for me to either A, make some changes or B, resign myself to the idea that I'm something that I don't want to be. Yeah, I agree. So we're changing some habits. We're moving through things just like everyone else is. I mean, that's really what it is. That was an unplanned commentary. It was beautiful and perfect. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it fit because it was escargot snack and I think our snacking has gone down when we'd go out for a snack has gone down because of some of those choices. Well, you know, also, I feel like at one point when we were having deep, hard conversations in the very recent past, there was conversations about leveling up. I'm leveling up. We're leveling up. And I think there's been some activation in you leveling up that has certainly activated me. In fact, when anybody levels up around me, I start activating more because I'm like, oh, well, if you're going up, I'm going up too. Let's go. Let's go. I consider that a compliment. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. I love it. You haven't been cooking very much lately. It's been weird. (laughs) And everyone's on edge. (laughs) Everyone's on edge. But every time you do cook, the real conversation cook, would be that last night's steak, baked potatoes, black-eyed peas, and fried okra. You did a good job. There's nothing worth talking about there. <laughs> you did a good job. Bring it to the table. Bring it to this dinner table meals have been a little fewer. You're right. You're not cooking as much as you were cooking before. Okay. You just aren't. I'll, I'll get back in. And the thing about it is, is that's seasonal. Oh, that's the truth. If you do ask me, like, hey, I'm going to cook tonight. What's in the pantry? I give you the same answer right now, every single time. Squash. Squash. (laughs) Can you please sell some more squash? (laughs) Please. What are we going to do with all this squash? Squash out of my life. Okay, let's do something new with squash. Right. And you go, find me something to do. Send me a recipe. I'll do anything. I sent over a Thai curry squash. Yep. And it was good. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it was good. I texted you back. Do we have red curry paste in the refrigerator? I know I have to go buy some coconut milk. Mm-hmm. So come home, instant pot chicken, boom. Do you love your instant pot? Oh, it's an essential tool. Gotta have essential tools. We talked a few episodes ago about how we should do some more curries. I love curry. I don't know a lot about curry, so a red curry paste is in the recipe. That's what I'm buying. But I don't, I think it's essentially non authentic. Red curry paste is non authentic? Yeah, it would be inauthentic to making a real curry from scratch oh you're gonna probably build that paste yourself probably with with a recipe that you've refined probably but in the meantime this is a fantastically easy recipe i'm I'm sorry i'm processing this idea of like curry is such a big (laughs) i feel like we need to do a curry challenge whoa what a good (laughs) idea because there's so or much to understand about yeah. the word curry right. and all that entails yeah. and then actually what the cooking of curry is. It's very common in England to say, let's go grab a curry. Yeah. But I don't think that that use of the word is the entirely proper use of the word when it comes to building a curry in your own kitchen. Well, I think a curry is like a stew or a... Well, this, yeah, made, this made a stew. Right. But it's got curry powder. I'm, oh, I'm so intrigued. Let's quit speculation and start education. <laughs> you heat up your skillet with oil and then you drop in your curry paste. And that's when this explosion of aroma went that I mean, smell, all yeah. through the house. It yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Add your carrots. I went and bought a carrot at the grocery store. That I, carrot I will was never terrible. Do that again. 
I hate those carrots. I hate it when it's not carrot season. I had a few carrots in the fridge. I threw some more in there. I'm oh. still harvesting Whatever. some from time to time. But the carrots are going to cook the longest, so you put that in the curry paste at the very, very beginning. Then, after a few minutes, you add your beautiful tromboncinos. Oh, yeah. Coconut milk, water, bring it to a boil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you peel that squash? Should have peeled it. Yeah. That and that that terrible carrot. I added an onion, mm-hmm. some garlic. Mm-hmm. But then, right a minute before you serve it, you throw in a little sugar and fish sauce. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of people talking about fish sauce from the post that you made. Which was my empty bottle of fish sauce. And I don't know anything about fish sauce, so I can't even respond to them. We have talked about <laughs> fish sauce in a, some prior episode. What I recall about fish sauce, the only thing that I like retained, it's a waste product of fish that they learned how to put to use. Yeah. Anchovies usually. It's a salty brine. Soy sauce texture fish sauce. Fish salty brine. Yeah. And that, to some people, is going to immediately sound horrible. <laughs> but in that unanswered question about fish sauce that we had prior, previously done, the other thing I remember is that chefs around the world have embraced it as like a, not a salt substitute, but give a shake of fish sauce into any stew that requires a sauce. Uh-huh. Give a shake of fish... <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> give a shake of fish sauce in place of a <laughs> shake of salt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me up today. <laughs> I told y'all he was funny. What were we talking about? <laughs> fish sauce. <laughs> yes. The post that I made was, of course I have an empty bottle of fish sauce because I use a dash of this in almost any soup and stew. And that's like kitchen, kitchen ascension. ascension. Yeah. And while I can bring you vegetables to ascend upon, yes. I don't know that much about cooking. I have a lot to learn. <laughs> but you know what I've also learned in the very recent... Let's call it even 48 hours. That it's all just a game. So speaking of the game of life, I've told you this before. We're just playing a game. And we've got math soup going on around us because the energies and protons and electrons and blah, 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 all that stuff you've heard me talk about before. I think it was the Magical Mystery Tour episode recently. Yeah, probably so. Mm-hmm. But over the last 48 hours, this concept has come to me. What does that mean? What does the game mean? You came in this morning first thing. Oh, first thing. Excited. Yeah, and that, that's actually been happening to me the last couple of days. When I pop up in the morning, I have downloaded information in my sleep because I don't remember my dreams. I don't, I don't remember my dreams anymore than I used to when I was a kid. I used to always remember yeah. my dreams. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my dreams anymore, but I think it's because I've begun to learn that I actually go do things at night in my sleep. A lot of people call that astral traveling. And we're going to talk about this in a minute because I've sent this quiz around to the kids. So as we were mentioning with the Myers-Briggs, I'm really interested in all of these blueprints that come from our birth records and that come from the way we go through a specific type of personality quiz, answer some questions. And the fascinating thing about that is that when you're honest and you take a test like that, you usually read it and go, yeah, this is exactly me. Exactly. And so if you're classifiable, if we're classifiable, then, and it's all a spectrum and it's four spectrums. Think about that. Yeah. Then the 7.9 billion people on the earth Uh are their own type. Yes. Yes. I am a type Uh and it's made up of the juice inside my body that's moving around in the way that makes me exactly the way that my type is. Exactly. Times 7.9 billion. We're all players in the game. So I wake up this morning 
and I, this is why I mentioned that particular quiz, it's because you took the quiz the other day. You've heard me say in a past podcast, the word void walker. I brought to you this thing to your attention and you got the one called creatrix. Yes. So the void walker and the creatrix are astral travelers, which means we do things in our dream. But interestingly enough about the creatrix, and I just in the last podcast said, you bumble around inside your head. You're like, you like float around out yes, there. Yes, 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 yes. This was during that best part of the episode I was uh -huh. talking about. Okay, good. The creatrix does that all of the time. So you're always out there looking at what's coming. You're like a time traveler. You're out there looking at what you need to prepare for and what you need to prepare everyone around you for. And it might not come back as a preparation, but that's what you're doing. Seeing things before they actually happen and creating them out there in the future. See, I, I knew that the audience was screaming, you know, Joe, last week you said, that you're taking a break from the introspective psychological. <laughs> and I knew that everyone listening was like, no, Joe, we need it. We need more. We need we more. We need more. <laughs> Is that what you mean when you tell me I'm always in my head? Is it, are we talking about the same kind of thing? Yeah. And then, and last week I specifically said, you don't ground, you go up into the ethereal. And you were explaining like when you talk to yourself, you're talking to yourself about the future. About right. something that you're, Som you're sometimes, sometimes you're dropping traps, so like you said, or whatever. Yeah. You're dropping Working traps. Through the That's traps. Interesting. I'm probably dropping a few traps because <gasps> that falls into the game as well. I've literally been teaching people about people that drop traps. Oh, how interesting! But okay, you said so I wake traps. up I this morning. No, no, I know, I know, I know. So I wake up this morning <laughs> after I've begun to understand that I, the Void Walker, who is an astral traveler, has a lot of work to do right now, and particularly I'm, I need to rest self-care and I need to give myself an hour before bedtime to like let myself meditate and get quiet and to get prepared for the work I'm going to do in my dreams. So then I've been popping up in the morning and I've got all this information. And in the past, I would shut that information down because nobody really wants to hear all that stuff in the morning. You're walking around like, shh, shh, go away, shh, be quiet, shh, go away. This morning, I, I wouldn't have painted that. I was like, exactly. it doesn't matter. I downloaded something. It's been 48 hours that I've been thinking about the game and I got it all. I got it all. Whoosh, came to me, boom. And then it just starts coming faster and faster and faster. Then, I jump over into this group and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the game in just a second, but I jump over into the game with the group and I go back to this like fun little quiz thing that we've been playing with where I'm a void walker and you're a creatrix. So I've got the kids in this group and I tell the kids, Hey, play this game with me. I want to know who's on my team. I want to know who's on my roster. Okay. Cortland does it. <laughs> Isn't this fun? This is kind of like back in the days when we were like, who are the hundred people that are going to be on the Freedom Harvest Farms Island? We're back to it because now we're coming back around to the zombie apocalypse again. And on my roster and my kids, my son, he sends me back one. He's a mage. Ooh, what is a mage? Well, a mage is like really good at manifesting things. Like, boom. It can just show you and they can show you how easy it is to do something. Watch Cortland. How easy it is for Cortland to do anything he chooses to do. Mm -hmm. And he makes it look so easy that why can't I do it just like Cortland does it? And then Cortland's like, well, if you just do this, this, and this, it's very simple. Right. Well, this friend of mine that I spoke to today, I actually did a live about her backyard garden, mm -hmm. Cassie. Really good. She's the unhinged homesteader, by the way. You guys should check it out on my business page. But she's a mage. And as I began to look in that, I was like, oh, yes, of course she is. She's definitely on my team. That's why we're connecting up here. But yeah, we used to play games. Uno was the one we landed on. 
That was the one I would play. Uno would get everyone to the table. Because I'm really weird with games. Like, I have no, a hard this time is the playing games. Thing about I hate you. playing I've games. I've got very few complaints about you. But this is just the lamest uh-huh. thing about you. Uh-huh. They give me anxiety. When the dominoes come out, you're out the door. They give me anxiety. Who wants to play? I want to win. I want to win. And I'm not good at it. And I have to pay attention. And I have to follow rules. Mm. And I have to da 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 to play the game. It gives me anxiety. Mm. And I don't like it. I don't like playing games. But that's an interesting thing because we have kids that are gamers. Hmm. Big time. Anyone listening with kids has kids that are probably gamers. Probably. Corlin and Savannah game at the same point. Okay. Corlin, when Corlin's not studying, Corlin is gaming. Gamers understand things. World building. Yeah. My daughter Setting spends, traps. Yeah, my daughter spends <laughs> countless hours in Minecraft. Uh-huh. She always has. And she's, she's a, a builder. So I woke up this morning and what came to me was a complete and total faith, trust, and understanding that what we are living in is a game, just like the ones they do when they build Fortnite. The thing about it is, is that I'm not a gamer. All I have experience with games is what I've seen in movies. The little bit of playing I did in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. That's when it was starting to go. Yeah, when we were building Super Mario World. <laughs> so when I go into the game inside my head, my sound that goes off is right and you remember that whenever you went through the world in the game you began to learn the paths of least resistance like even if we go back to the old school games that weren't like what they are doing now where they're literally building worlds sure when old school games became new school games is when i quit gaming (laughs) i was standing mario kart i played mario kart no i was standing (laughs) in front of as a very, very young boy, a Asteroids console, which was probably the first one in town. Uh, yeah. You're that guy. And probably a little bit of game playing I did with my kids when they were sure. starting to enter Wii's that age. and all that fun yes. stuff. Yeah. I did a little bit of that too. Right. Mario Kart, all of that. <laughs> Mario Kart gets you back? Yes, right. exactly. So I do understand that we're building a world and that I'm driving my car and I know the paths of least resistance on a very certain direction where I take a left at and I do a right and I whatever and I get over into the right-hand lane that makes it the easiest for me to get over without having any. And it's that part is no different than the way we played Mario Kart because we knew that level. And we would pass through that level really easily and we knew how to jump over the thing uh-huh. and we knew how to dump da da and we knew to stay to the right or stay to the left. And, and you had found and knew, that secret through repeated play. You knew you knew that you, you could level up. a little further each time. Right, right. And you knew that there, if you went through this little hole over here that right. other people didn't know about, you that you a, were going to level up yeah. to a different level right. really fast. You also knew that you would die. You'd have lives, but then you'd die, Right. And at that point, if you weren't fighting with your brother or sister over whose turn it was to get to play next, you could start the game over again or put at another quarter in yeah. or go back to the big or just take a rest. But dying wasn't a big deal. You died and then start over again. And then as we begin to move further along in our evolution of games, as we begin creating great games, now they're streaming. So now they're actually playing the game as an avatar creating worlds, real worlds. And when you die, so let's go to Ready Player One movie, okay? When the Ready Player One person died, they lost all their money. They lost all of their collections of everything, everything they had. So that was disappointing. But 
they could start back over again, right? And when I woke up this morning, that's 100% what I understood. And that this time where we're going through, where we're on edge, is because we're going through a time where we're being forced, pushed from adversity to make a decision about how we want to play the game and where we want to play and how we're going to handle this next phase. And that the Lionsgate portal, which we're going to be going through over the next couple of weeks, is just like a Super Mario Brothers drain pipe (laughs) that gets you to level up, basically. A quick level up. A lot of people leveling up. A bunch of things changing. But at the same time, there's still going to be, just like in... Ready Player One, where there was one of the guys that figured out that if he taps into this other little portal hole and goes down to another level, the war is going up on the level above him. He's in a parallel to the world he knows universe, right? That's really what we're just about to enter into in terms of a game. And it's fun to think about it all that way. And it's fun to look at life that way. And it's fun to understand that it just starts right back over again. If you choose that, if you choose that, it just starts right back over again. Yes, I'm going to be taking a fallow couple of weeks still to really like go through this time of self-care and what I say that the Void Walker, who would be my character in the game, job, mission is to help us get through this time of everyone being on the edge as you I mean I love that you use that term because maybe even saying like everyone's irritated or everyone's triggered or whatever everyone's on the edge and what are you on the edge of and how are you going to play the game and one of the other things that came to me that is just so awesome and gets me right back into the gardening and the nutrition of the earth and the regenerative agriculture and all of that kind of stuff is that the game, the actual planet and the world we inhabit as gamers. We could easily say the world that we have helped build up until this point. Yes. That world is playing the game too. So if you say the world is a gamer and each one of us is a gamer, 7.9 billion games happening all on the planet, not one single one of those can be the winner because when we die, we start over again or we level up like the earth's doing. So if that's the case, then the only winner is the one that created the game. The developer. The developer. Yes, you've been watching movies, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> yeah. The developer. Or Silicon Valley. The one that created that one it. Together. That's the winner. So this morning when I woke up and I went through all of these feelings of what is the game and what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean to a non-game player, generally speaking? If you're not a game player, then you have a lot to learn. See, that was the important part for me with the download, that competitive nature that makes me not want to play a game. Oh, I see what you're saying. I can't even coach my kids' sports team because I'm so competitive. I have such a hard time following the rules. And and that's the thing about the world, the game world now that everyone that games understands. You make up the rules. You create the rules. You put traps in the way for a friend that's coming along or, or a, not a friend, anyone. You can drop any kind of trap in there. Ways to break the rules. You don't have to follow the rules, you know? So I found 
an extreme amount of anxiety lifting peace and understanding it's just a game. And it's not even about just that, oh, well, if I die, I get to start over again. It's not even just about that. It's about, it's not a competition. And there's no reason to judge how that other person over there is playing the game because it has absolutely nothing to do with you. For me, the peace came with understanding that I can play again and again and again. Well, of course. And there's no winner. I mean, there's a winner. The grand developer, as you will, we'll just call it that from now on, I suppose. I mean, I'm okay with calling it God, but the God, the God <laughs> is the only winner. That's fun. Let's bring this episode home with our random question of the week. You ready for this question? Now, remember, you're doing... It's the spectrum of agreement. There you go. The from spectrum strongly of disagree to strongly agree, or right in the middle would be neutral. Correct. You know at first glance how someone is feeling. I immediately go into my head about this. If I walk up and someone's crying then I strongly agree that I'm going to know how they're feeling. But if I walk up to a person and begin engaging this in a normal conversation, which is how I took the question, then I strongly disagree. Okay. What about you? I'm pretty sure I said agree. I don't strongly agree because it doesn't have it every time, but most of the time I can tell. Do you believe, like I do, that this is a question about the term empathy? Empathy. Well, yeah, it's about feeling, so... Yeah, I suppose so. I have a story too long to tell about me questioning my very own ability to be empathetic hmm. nine years ago or so. Mm -hmm. The idea that I had those thoughts for the very first time. Do mm -hmm. I lack the ability to show empathy? So if the question is, when you see somebody, you can kind of know what was... You know at first glance how someone is feeling. Unless there's some kind of huge show of emotion, then the answer, I don't, I don't just, I do not have that ability. I feel like I don't. It's interesting because you are a, your cancer is sensitive. So that I find that interesting. I think you're probably more sensitive to people's feelings than you realize. But I've noticed that you don't have I'm very the sensitive to me. It's sensation. an internal thing. What's an internal thing? I care how people perceive my feelings. I'm sensitive that way. But I don't well, connect sensitiv sens sensitivity to... Sensory is feeling. Empathy is about feeling. And when you get into space with someone, you can feel them. You can feel things. The best part about this is, is there's no right or wrong answer. No, I think that this goes back to if we're looking at introvert, extrovert. Okay, I would call you extroverted. I tip over to that side of that spectrum, certainly. I, I'm not 100% sure that I know the difference between sensing and intuition. I can't break them apart because I have a physical feeling when I intuit things. I need to look back at my spectrum of sensing we'll talk intuition. talk about it this time next week. Let's do that. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> that it's all just a game. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime... Hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. <laughs> <laughs>